0: And welcome to our virtual town hall. On behalf of Fairmap CNY, I'm Dustin Zarni, And I'm moderating this town hall. And we're here today because the city of Syracuse is about to undertake an historic uh, proposition on, on Monday, a two-year journey. Uh, Will start to uh, come to fruition as uh, the city of Syracuse is poised to uh, adopt legislation that will enact a uh, a citizen-led independent redistricting commission for the upcoming uh, uh, redistricting process that will take place in 2021 uh, because of the census that is coming into play, and I would like to invite uh, Helen Hudson. And Khaled Bay uh, to speak on this. Helen uh, is the Common Council president. Uh, she has been spearheading this movement uh, since it began, and uh, Counselor Bay is the sponsoring uh, um, uh, counselor uh, for the legislation. And then, after they make a few statements, I will uh, uh, do a quick presentation about what the law. Uh, is going to be that is being passed and I ask you to hold any questions until after you see the presentation and hear from the city lawmakers afterwards, we will open up for Q&A and you can post your question in the chat um, and uh, we will have you read the question or Uh, or or, uh, we'll read it for you if you don't want uh, at the end of uh, this town hall. But I think some answers will come in the presentations to come. So I'd like to invite uh, Madam President uh, Helen Hudson to speak on this,
1: Uh, Helen. Thank you, Dustin. First, I wanna thank um, Councilor Pro Tem Kalebe because he agreed to move this forward on our agenda as well as the council as as large, because they agreed to give up some of their power to actually let the citizens lead this initiative. I want to thank you, Dustin. I want to thank the mayor. I want to thank Perrine. There's so many people that was involved in this, but I do think that this is our opportunity now. We talk about bringing the citizens into um, their how do I wanna say this? We talk about bringing the public into city hall. We talk about bringing the public to be a part of what we're trying to do to raise our city. This for me is a first step. It gives them an opportunity to redesign their communities the way they see that they, they need to be redesigned. As a counselor, I can say that I've lived on probably each side of the city, but I'm not. I haven't lived on each side to where I can say this particular street needs to be here or there or this particular space needs to be here because I'm not there all the time. The folks that are there all the time are the people who lives in, in these neighborhoods. So I think it's a great opportunity for um, community engagement and it's a great opportunity for folks to basically be a part of the civil conversation the civil duty that we say that constituents have, and this is a way for them to be civically involved in shaping the communities that they live in. And I just appreciate it, and I appreciate the citizens in the city for 75% overwhelmingly saying that they wanted to see redistricting.
0: Thank you, uh, Madam President. Independent,
1: Independent redistricting.
0: redistricting, right, citizen left. Uh, and uh, uh, Councillor Pro Tem uh, Bay, would you like to uh, speak since you are the sponsor of this legislation? Uh,
2: yes, Commissioner, I appreciate it. Uh, first of all, thanks to you and those who brought the fair redistricting legislation. Uh, thanks to Madam President, uh, to the council at large, and thanks to the mayor for seeing the value in this effort. Also to our, our colleagues on the county ledge, including the minority floor, uh, minority floor leadership Uh, for also making the effort I think you know just to echo what uh, President Hudson said the value of this I think is understated we've been a victim of gerrymandering for years uh, which has really disenfranchised a lot of voters throughout the city It has divorced people from the process in a lot of respects to create a committee where citizens can participate is likely to increase their involvement because they have a sense of ownership and I think that's a great value for this this is all about uh, again echoing what the president said empowering the citizen and really helping them to understand. So what she said about the council surrendering power, uh, I agree with 100% because real power lies with the people. And to help them understand that, I think it's a great way to get people kind of reacclimated to the process. Uh, again, to take ownership in the process, but most importantly, to empower the citizen to have some say in how their political process and, their, and ultimately their government will function. This is a great asset, I think, and it was a great move Uh, by the people. You don't get the partisan jockeying, you know, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, there's been some arguments made to the fact that even those who may be appointed as citizens will have party affiliations. That's understandable, Uh, but they are not elected officials with, you know, immediate interests involved in the process. And so I think that lends a lot of value uh, to ensuring that we have something as close to fair as we can get, uh, and something that'll be ultimately beneficial to The voters so again thanks to the commissioner, everybody involved Uh, this, this is exciting, because this is, I think, one of the kind of steps we need to make uh, to kind of shore up our our voting process leading to who our representatives will be Thank you, Commissioner.
0: Thank you uh, counselor and i'm going to go into a quick presentation, just so uh, those that are watching know uh, what we are looking and hoping to see passed on Monday and what what changes this is going to do to the city of Syracuse. So I'm going to do a little uh, slideshow here. I'm going to share my screen so you can see it. Um, CNY was created uh, in early 2019 uh, as a citizen uh, group uh, to start working on better redistricting inside the city of Syracuse and uh, Out of Doggy County. this started when uh, Madam President I invited myself, Susan Lerner, Common Cause, and Chris Ryan back in February, I believe, of 2019 to present what independent redistricting would look like inside the city of Syracuse. And uh, this is proposition number one. This is what happened was Mm -hmm. the common council uh, near unanimously uh, uh, Mm -hmm. voted to put this question before the voters. And we actually were able to uh, run a campaign to pass this uh, amendment to the city charter to ensure that not only this next year, but for every redistricting to come, there will be independent citizen-led redistricting inside the city of Syracuse. Perrine Wasser uh, was our wonderful organizer for the city um, uh, to pass the city charter campaign. There she is showing uh, the wonderful map of the city uh, uh, independent redistricting. And of course, uh, Madam President was uh, leading many different community uh, uh, meetings, uh, both before and after uh, the charter change was passed. So so we can actually, see what the citizens wanted in their redistricting uh, here inside the City of Syracuse. So, what is, what is coming up? Well, this is what the City of Syracuse redistricting is going to look like. Uh, it's going to be an open application process. The Syracuse City Auditor will solicit, solicit applications from all city residents, uh, or from all eligible city residents. Uh, commission members will be randomly drawn. The Syracuse City Auditor draws eight names. From a pool of applicants and those eight then choose six more members and all of the commissioners vote on the chair of the commission so when uh the city auditor gets their applications in um and once uh they go through uh a process to make sure they have no conflicts of interest there will be eight randomly drawn uh commissioners and then those commissioners will choose six more members so they can balance out the commission based on um uh you know uh, diversity, uh, geographic diversity, uh, and and many other criteria so we can make sure that we have a citizen commission that reflects the uh, citizenry of of Syracuse. Commissioners are barred from running for office in the districts that they have drawn for five years and cannot be a city employee or political consultant for a uh, city campaign. So this is important. This is part of the independence of this commission and not only um is it independent at the beginning it's independent going forward so if nobody can draw districts just so they can run in them themselves and we they remove that conflict of interest the commission will follow set guidelines for drawing districts within the voting Rights act and taking into account geography diversity and uh and race gender and other factors to determine these districts they're um the commission is barred from considering residency of incumbents and in adoption of preliminary and final plans, so they will not look at where the current incumbents or candidates live to make sure that those districts fall around it. It'll be based uh, solely on the needs of the city and the citizens that are uh, uh, make that up. Commission will have public meetings, it's drawn right into the legislation, they're going to meet five times before even coming up with a plan, and then five times after the preliminary uh, draft it, it comes out, and then twice after proposing a final plan, and then one last time to approve the plan. During all of this, uh, these will be public meetings where they will take public input, and so even people who are not as part of the Commission can have a, a great opportunity to be part of the drawing of the districts. And finally, the Commission has the final authority to draw the maps. The Syracuse City Council must either adopt or send back to the Commission with detailed objections. And if there's a failure to produce a final plan, that would be resolved by the courts, not the Common Council. So if for some reason the Common Council does not uh, accept the plan that comes into place, which we need to have since the City Charter gives the Common Council sole legislative authority, but if, if for some reason the Common Council, the current Common Council doesn't adopt a plan, it'll be the courts who draw the, the, the maps and not um, the Common Council. So there's no motive for the Common Council to just reject plans so they can draw them themselves. So here's the timeline of, uh, of, of the common, uh, hold on, there's a few people I need to add, add, uh, enter into the chat, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, uh, here's the, the, the timeline. Of, uh the uh um uh, of the city timeline uh in december there'll be 2020 enabling legislation passes to common council uh in january 2020 the census bureau delivers population numbers to the president in january 2021 uh through april 2021 the syracuse city auditor receives applications for uh redistricting in April 2021, the census data should be de- transmitted to the City of Syracuse, but that could be delayed because of uh, all the, uh, um, all, all the uh, uh, you know, problems that we've had with the census. So it, we may not even have census data by April of 2021, but we'll have to see where that is. In May 22nd of 2021, the Syracuse City Auditor eliminates panelists for conflicts of interest and selects the 60 most qualified applicants. By May 31st, 2021, city councilors will be able to eliminate up to one panelist apiece, if desired. Uh, so if they notice somebody in the final 60 that shouldn't be there, that somehow made it by the auditor, the common councilors uh, have an ability to reject an applicant, uh, uh, one apiece. The city auditor, then on June 30th, 2021, will perform a random drawing of an eight initial panelists. On july 31st 2021 uh, by that point the eight initial panelists will, will select six more panelists from the remaining pool to fill out the commission between august 1st 2021 and january 31st 2022 the uh, panel will have up to 16 hearings uh, and meetings uh, in that time p- p- place there so it's about I'm sorry uh, 12 hearings and uh, meetings it'll be uh, two a month, uh, you know, they'll they'll make their own schedule, but it's about two a month where they'll have five meetings before even coming up with a plan, have a meeting to come up with a preliminary plan, have five meetings afterwards um, on that preliminary plan to take public input on it, and then adopt a final uh, plan. After they adopt the final plan on February 1st, 2022, uh, there will ha- have another two additional hearings uh, to take further public comment on the final plan. And then by March 1st, 2022, the final plan is adopted and transmitted to the Common Council. The Common Council will have until uh, May 1st uh, to uh, uh, adopt it or send it back to the Common Council with their objections detailed. And then on June 1st, the final plan must be adopted by the Common Council. If it is not adopted, uh, that would mean that uh, the court must resolve disputes. The common um, uh, or the corporation council will immediately petition the Supreme Court uh, to uh, draw a map uh, to to serve service the city of Syracuse based on the uh, criteria that is in this enabling legislation. So, how can you get involved? Well, Fair Maps has been meeting uh, quite a bit over the last few uh, years. And uh, you can obviously get involved with our meetings uh, as well. But uh, you can, if you're a city resident, apply to be a commissioner. Uh, Attend the 16 public meetings and hearings and give input even if you aren't a commissioner. Help spread the word of these meetings and initiatives during the social media. And encourage the county to adopt a better structure and more transparent structure for their redistricting as well as the towns of Camillus, Salina and, uh, uh the village of solving So uh that's uh um I, there were some people who joined the chat I'm gonna allow them to uh enter into the hearing. So that is the the basic uh um structure of the uh of what this legislation will entail uh that will be uh uh that will be um uh, you know, presented on Monday for a vote. So I'd like to in- invite some of the, uh, uh, um, uh, I would like to invite some of the, the city lawmakers, starting with the Mayor Walsh, uh, to make some statements uh, about this legislation, and then we'll go into the question and answer period. So here we go, uh, Mayor Walsh.
3: Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, first, I want to thank you for all of your work on uh, on getting us this far, as well as all of the other organizers, Perrine and others that have worked so hard on this and, and really made it easy for uh, for me and uh, other elected officials to get on board. I want to thank uh, Council President Hudson, Council President Pro Tem Bay uh, for their leadership on the council. Uh, my, my job is easy, I, I sign ordinances and I'm, I'm, I'll be proud to sign this one, um, the people have spoken loud and clear. They want independent, nonpartisan redistricting. Um, it's it's evident in the in the vote tally. Um, and we know why, because gerrymandering historically uh, disproportionately impacts communities of color and other marginalized communities. Uh, so we're just looking to be fair. and that's not uh, that's never too much to ask. And uh, as public servants, it's our obligation uh, to deliver on the will of the people. And that's what we're here to do. So, uh, again, want to thank the common council for taking the leadership. Again, it was the it's the council that ultimately has to, uh, relinquish some authority over this process. Uh, so I, I give them all credit for, uh, for doing that. And uh, again, look forward to continuing to support this important initiative.
0: Thank you, Mayor. Uh, I, I know that I, uh, I'll go to the other uh, councilor-at-larges that are here first. Uh, I've seen
4: uh, Rita, uh, um, Rita Panagua you, you're here. Uh, would you like to make a statement? Sure, sure. Um, I would say, I would add uh, to what uh, Mayor Walsh uh, just said that Syracuse demographics have changed a great deal specifically this past 10, 15 years. I remember when I first came to Syracuse 18 years ago, I mean, you couldn't hear or see uh, the the minority or people from other uh, countries uh, in Syracuse, so as visible as they are today. So that change is huge. So I believe it is time to be reflective of the new constitution in our communities. Our district needs to be representative of the electorate, uh, be inclusive, inclusion being a key word. As as legislators, it will will also help us uh, better serve our our neighborhoods, our people. Um, Redistricting will bring together communities of interest. And thank you, Dustin, for all the hard work you've put together in the past a couple of years in this initiative. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, and uh, our council at large, Ronnie White is on the, uh, I believe uh, on the call and Ronnie, would you like to uh, say a few words?
5: Uh, yes, I would <clears throat> Dustin, thank you very much. Uh, and thank you very much to uh, council president Hudson and uh, uh, council uh, pro tem uh, Bay for their leadership uh, in this fondest issue. Uh, I'm glad to be able to speak uh, in favor of this legislation. And um, it's it's really historic and and important, I feel. And it's important because it it prevents whatever parties in power at that time uh, from entrenching themselves um, in that power and preventing them uh, from relinquishing it and preventing the people uh, from holding those uh, same politicians uh, accountable uh, to their will. And I, I think this legislation does a uh, large service in removing that problem uh, by you know, implementing this uh, independent redistricting process. Uh, and hopefully uh, this legislation uh, serves as an example um, to our other um, legislatures in the area, right? And lets them know that it, it's okay to place power back in the hands uh, of the people where it belongs uh, and it ser- hopefully it will serve as a reminder that um, they should remain responsive to those constituents and not seek to uh, enrich themselves uh, with power and, and prevent um, the communities from moving forward uh, for their own political gain. So again, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to support this effort. Uh, so thank you, Dustin. Thank you for the other organizers that uh, have made this happen. Uh, and I look forward uh, to working to implement this legislation. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, I believe I've seen Fifth District Councilor Joe Driscoll. Uh, Joe, uh, if you'd like to, uh, are you still here? Would you like to speak?
6: Yes, yes, I'm still here, and thank you, Dustin. And uh, yeah, just all, all the remarks people have already made. You know, the 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 goal of legislators is try to bring more equity um, to the city, and and that's you know that's always a major priority uh, for me, and for, I know for my fellow counselors. So, this is a big step in that direction, and uh, you know my. The thing that I think of the most when I think about gerrymandering is uh, one of my favorite authors, Jared Diamond, who wrote the book Collapse, about how different societies um, fall and, and empires fall. Uh, he's pointed to gerrymandering as one of the, the main uh, things that he thinks will, will eventually become a, a major problem in our society and, and is one of the, the greatest ills that when people feel like the game is rigged, uh, they're less likely to participate. And uh, I, I think a lot of people in America are getting that feeling right now. And it, it's just so historic that, you know, as you said, we're the, the, uh, the first city north of the Mississippi, the first government to really take this on. And I'm just really proud of, uh, you know, all the people involved, Dustin Perrine, um, Council President Hudson, uh, Pro Tempe, Um just really proud that Syracuse is at the forefront of this movement, and I I really think it's you know not only other governments in the region, but I I think nationally um, this this is a best practice that every every legislative body should uh, should adopt. And I'm I'm proud to 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 be on the council while this is happening because I think it's it's best practice and it really goes forward um, you know to to improving our democracy. So thanks everyone who fought so hard for this. I'm I'm grateful to be a part of it.
0: Wonderful. Uh, so we're gonna now enter the, uh, I don't see any other uh, city councilors on there. I know Troll uh, and uh, Mijak and Latoya Allen uh, and Pat Hogan all said that they were gonna try to stop by, uh, but they had other conflicts uh, and other meetings going on. Um, in general, I believe most of the council is uh, favorable towards this legislation. Um, and so I want to thank them for that, because as a city resident myself, and, and uh, um, I've lived all over the city of Syracuse, I've lived in every council district, uh, except for four, I think, uh, and maybe someday when I retire downtown and, and become, a, uh, you know, one of the uh, new, the new uh, snowbirds or the, the empty nesters that go downtown, maybe I'll have a, uh, an apartment downtown there or something like that.
2: But. I know' missing missing, Commissioner,
0: Commissioner. <laughs> so, but um, uh, but I'm going to turn this meeting over to uh, Parine, uh Wasser, who is our uh, organizer, and she's running the Q&A portion of this, so uh, I can be available to answer any questions. So, Perrine, uh, take it away.
7: So our uh, first question is from County Legislator Mary Kuhn. Mary, do you want to ask that question, or do you want me to read it?
1: You can You can read it. That's fine.
7: Okay, the first question is what makes a citizen eligible uh, to be on the redistricting committee?
0: So there's criteria in the legislation uh, that says they have to be a city resident, obviously. Uh, They have to be an elector inside the city, so they have to be registered to vote uh, inside the city as well. Uh, There's other uh, criteria in the legislation that uh, states that they can't have been a city employee, they can't uh, Uh, be a political consultant, they uh, can't um, have, they can't run for office in the districts they create for another five years. Uh, So those are the basic criteria for the applicants uh, to be able to be eligible to apply.
7: Great, thank you. And then Mary also asked, what are the criteria for most qualified?
0: Well, that is left up to the judgment of the city auditor. Uh, one of the reasons that we have the city auditor making uh, the the initial list of sixty uh, applicants, which the entire list will be available, uh, you know, to the common council uh, as well. But uh, the initial list um, of the sixty most qualified. Uh, that, that'll depend on what the, uh, you know, the pool of applicants look like. Uh, I think the city auditor will come up with some criteria based on uh, geographic diversity and background, uh, if there's people that have mapping backgrounds uh, or, or uh, public service backgrounds, that's the stuff that uh, I believe the auditor will, uh, will will make that judgment call on.
1: Thank you.
7: Uh, Shannon Fabiani ha- has asked, will the redistricting committee's meetings be open to the public?
0: Yeah, and By the way, anybody can jump in on this if they want to, any of the city lawmakers do, but uh, uh, so I don't have to dominate the whole conversation. But yes, absolutely. And that's the um, number one reason uh, for doing this is to take a what was a closed door process that was done behind closed doors by sitting, uh, Uh, politicians and and putting this out in the public. So every meeting of the Independent Redistricting Commission, whether it's a hearing on um, the plans or the voting meetings, are public meetings uh, and and, and available to be attended to and hopefully interacted with uh, the public.
7: Are there any other remaining questions? You can raise your hand or enter them in the chat.
0: I think I saw one uh, from Rita in the, in, in the chat uh, about the application process for citizens to be considered a panelist. Uh, that is going to have to be decided by the city auditor uh, once we pass the legislation. Uh, I'm, you know, uh, I've been in contact with him. I'm absolutely, Fair Maps would be willing to help out with that. I'm sure there will be some kind of basic application that can launch on the city website uh, sometime in January. Um, and then we have those three months of uh, that we're going to need everybody's help in publicizing this uh, around. I mean, budgets are what they are, uh, and, uh, you know, there's not going to be a big TV budget to be able to do uh, massive communication. So we're going to have to make sure that we get out in the community and, uh, and, and during a pandemic and trying to get people to understand that this is something that's available for. And I'm sure Fair Maps will be a big part of that.
1: And I think the community as a whole, Dustin, because the community is very excited about this because I've had quite a few people come to me and tell me they wanna be part of the process. So yes, we need to get it out far, we need to get it out wide, and we need to get it out in all neighborhoods and communities.
7: Definitely, thank you, Madam President. And then I believe John Mayer, did you have a thought or question you wanted to add? If you can unmute yourself, that would be great.
8: All right, can you hear me? Mm
7: -hmm.
8: Okay, Um, my only, my concern is this, and I moved back to Syracuse eight years ago and became active in things here. So I saw this kind of process work in California very, very well. And they were all very afraid when they did it. So there is precedent um, with other municipalities and state governments to do this. But the one thing I'd like to do is, is a lot of the concentrations democratic in the city of Syracuse, which I'm grateful for. But besides that, the fact is that we have not, or you all even going back farther than eight years have not kept pace with the changes. Um, I was blessed to see some surveys of people that paid a lot of money for, one from the Presbyterian Church and others, and I worked for the census actually knocking on doors, and on the north side where I live, it's not the county, but the city splits us right down the middle. One side of Court Street is, is um, has a counselor, Joe Carney, and the other side has Pat Hogan, and Never the Twain Shall Meet. And when you live at the corner, you go, this is crazy. And it doesn't blend with the north side. More people have concerns from Washington Square to Grant Boulevard than they do with the near west side. That's kind of the thing that I wanted to put out there that this is not a little twerk. You really have to look at the the changes that have happened in this city It's not what you think it is. A lot of our population is sort of hidden. And that Jay can address in his community because that includes people in Washington Square and it it includes people up on Pond Street. It's only three blocks away, yet they're separated in their representation. So you can't really get a feeling of a group or a community if you split that community. Mm -hmm. That's all I'd like.
7: Absolutely, and I think that's something we looked at when we were um, first drafting the charter change in the legislation. We know that the residents of a community know where to draw those lines best. Um, As much as possible, we want to keep communities of interest together and keep neighborhoods together um, in many areas, and especially on the north side, the lines get wonky and confusing. and I think this is the exact step we need to take to remedy that. And we are definitely grateful for other municipalities in California and Texas that have implemented this because we've been using them as a guideline this whole time.
0: Yeah, and uh, it, it's important to note that part of the reason why these, ma- these current council district maps are so, um, out of whack is because they haven't been done for 20 years. 10 years ago, um, the Common Council did not act. Uh, and uh, none of these Common councilors were on, but uh, <laughs> the, the Common Council did not act 10 years ago to redraw the maps and kept them the way they were. And so uh, the population changes that have happened in the last 20 years are not reflected in the map at all.
7: Uh, the next question is from Peter McCarthy, who asked if there is something that needs to happen to finalize putting this legislation into effect, and that would be the vote coming up this Monday. Um, Jimmy Monto, you have a question.
2: Hi, everybody. No, more of just the comment. I think I, first of all, I just want to thank everybody on this call for doing exactly what you have done with this. I think it's amazing. Um, I want to, um, reiterate exactly what John just said and what, uh, what president Hudson said, we have to make sure that we have people in place that know these neighborhoods and know the pockets of these neighborhoods and know exactly what we're looking at. It's it's, uh, you can't just sit down and look at a map of the city of Syracuse and look at only the map. You have to talk to people that know these neighborhoods and know where the people are and what they need. I mean, I think that's that's key to this entire thing, so.
7: And with that, I just wanna add that the census this year uh, goes hand in hand with this redistricting process because many people are mentioning the influx of residents um, in the city who have, you um, not been counted in the census properly. And Mayor Walsh has put on a huge effort this year to increase census turnout. Um, And so when we get those numbers back, that'll play a huge part when we redraw these districts. Are there any other final questions or comments? Okay, then I'm gonna hand this back to Justin.
0: Well, thank you, uh, everyone, for all of your hard work to get to where we are uh, today. Uh, this is not something that normally happens uh, in, in where you have a body, uh, a legislative body that is willing to give up power and give it back to the citizens so we can have a better government that is working for uh, more citizens uh, as opposed to special interests. So. Uh, I'm really proud uh, to be a uh, citizen of Syracuse today. Um, and uh, in, in, on a Monday, it's very, it is my hope that this will pass and then it will serve as a um, example for redistricting because redistricting will also happen um, at the state legislature. And that is not a independent redistricting because the legislature can redraw the maps if they want to by a certain vote, um, and it, and then of course we saw what happened with the county legislature this year, uh, where um, you know 15 of 17 legislators uh, signed a pledge, and then unfortunately uh, only six legislators upheld that pledge by voting for a similar uh, redistricting uh, plan. But that doesn't mean it's over because uh, you know redistricting still has to be uh, passed by the bodies that are uh, working on them. And that means that U.S. citizens have a right and say in the vote. So you should go attend those meetings and also talk uh, to them about what, what their criteria, anybody who's on those redistricting commissions, what their criteria are for redrawing their maps and encourage them to have an open and transparent process. And that's not just the county legislature. We also have the town of Camillus and the town of Salina and the village of Solvay that all have to redraw their districts in 2021. Uh, And So uh, you as uh, citizens are what drive this uh, type of reform. So I encourage you to go out there and make your voices heard. Thank you very much to all of the people who spoke today and asked questions. As always, um, you know, after this legislation passes, uh, we'll probably have Fair Maps. We'll probably have some kind of virtual strategizing meeting at the beginning of uh, January, so we can help the city um, uh, spread the word of the application process uh, and and work with them on that. So, and I encourage you all, of course, if you are citizens of the city of Syracuse, to become commissioners yourselves because I, I think it, it will be a very rewarding thing. I will not be able to do it, uh, but uh, but that's okay. I, I, I know that the, the citizens that will be on that commission will draw us some really wonderful fair maps and uh, propel us into the next uh, uh, 10 years of uh, city government. So thank you very much. And uh, we uh, I, I, we're, we look forward to working with all of you in 2021 and beyond. Uh, Thank you again, bye-bye.